Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. It's like markets much Welcome in. Good morning. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Happy June 20th to you. Global market sell-off. It's a rare thing when it comes this pervasive. The Fed did what we expected the Fed to do. I talked about it ad nauseum yesterday morning. That no matter what they did was going to be greeted with a sell-off. Hate to tell you. Told you so, but told you so. I couldn't have even predicted this as far as silliness goes. Let's take a look at the market numbers. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down a whopping 175. The NASDAQ down a whopping 35. The SP 500 down 18. There's so many ways of looking at this. How do we start? Um, Stimulus is being taken away. Did stimulus stimulate? It's going to be a great question going forward. Federal Reserve saw a recession many, many, many years ago. And they lowered short-term interest rates. Basically saying, hey, go find an investment other than cash. Go find an investment other than bonds. Go find an investment other than CDs. And we said, bugger off. So the Fed said, let's do quantitative easing one. And that program ended. Let's do quantitative easing two. And that program ended. In the summertime months when quantitative easing one ended, market sold off. In the summertime when quantitative easing two ended, market sold off. Now that quantitative easing three is going to end sometimes next year, towards the end of the year, but it's going to start later this year, the market's selling off. A lot of people attribute this to Fed Chairman Ben Bernanke's comments that the Fed could start tapering or gradually reducing its massive bond-buying plan where some of their money that they're purchasing is going into government debt, some of it's going into mortgages, keeping debt cheap. Gold's getting killed. This is what I love about my job, is that I couldn't have predicted this narrative yesterday at the same time. Did I see a worldwide sell-off? I kind of did, only because we've seen a worldwide market push-up. Even this week we saw a market push-up. We still have a chance to vending the week up, even though we've had two basically horrific days. Wall Street's sliding on the Fed stimulus wind-down efforts. 
Gold's down 72 bucks, sitting at $1,300. A very psychological level. It's at 1301 right now, right? Silver is getting murdered, sitting at $19. It surged in 2010, and now it's given up all of that gain. Hopefully none of you own the poor man's gold, i.e. silver, because I've told you not to. And I know some of you did. I'm a little bit sad. Today, Tony Soprano's dead. I know you're saying, why are you sad about that? He was kind of fat and overweight. That's fair. That's fair. He had a nine-year stint as Tony Soprano which ended in 2007. He was the spiritual core of that Sopranos family. But also I think he was part of the spiritual soul of the Golden Age television. He put HBO on the map infamously. More than famous, he was infamous. He was a conflicted mob boss who had to see a therapist. There would be no Don Draper. There would be no Walter White. There would be no Vic McKay without Tony Soprano. HBO had already had some success with Sex and the City and its dark prison drama, Oz. TV went running based on Tony Soprano. ABC, NBC, CBS... They couldn't figure out what to do. So they copied it. AMC and FX have created anti-heroes that are clearly inspired by the Sopranos. Annie, in 2005, paid $200 million for the reruns of Sopranos. So HBO, they have an afterlife. For the Sopranos. James Gandolfini? Not so much. His last season he was making north of $1 million per episode. He once had to sue HBO in the midst of a contract negotiation. The two sides ultimately broke bread and made peace for the better of you and me. Now again, you're saying, what's that got to do with gold prices melting down? Silver price is going down. Stocks going down. Golden Age Television is a product. You'll be able to tell your child's child for years and years and years to come about some of these shows that you've seen. Time Warner is a publicly traded vehicle. Time Warner did a debacle purchase of AOL. Maybe it was a merger. Maybe it was AOL purchasing Time Warner. Who knows? Debacle. Microsoft in the news today. Tech giants planning to acquire Finland's Nokia. Talks broken down. What? What? Nokia? Weren't they a dominant company? Now they're being bought by Microsoft? Facebook says it's a press event today at their headquarters. It's expected to be a video function tied towards Instagram. Maybe a playoff Vine in the success of Twitter. Microsoft announced a major change to its Xbox One. 
the longer will you have to have an internet connection to play offline games. It also dropped all restrictions on the trading games and did away with region locking restrictions. It's one of the nice things in this day and age is that they can hear you. So the Federal Reserve is getting out of the business of buying mortgage debt in debt by tw- the end of 2014. It's going to taper that addiction, which is almost a trillion dollars a year. When you add our addiction to doing that to Japan's addiction to doing that, $1.8 trillion out of $2.2 trillion of debt issued a year is being bought by Japan and the United States. It's an enormous game. So we pay attention to that today. SP 500 is down 21, down 1.2%. Oh, no! That's not so bad. Dow down 190, down 1.2%. NASDAQ down 38, down 1.1%. We're going to have a correction. It started a month ago. It's picking up a little bit of steam now. Is it the end of the world? No. Is it a time to rotate your portfolio from defensive and utility dividend-paying stocks towards more growthy? Probably, if you believe the jobs numbers are going to be sticky. It's Rob Black and Your Money. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. AM 12.3%. That's our Bloomberg Market Minute. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Something I talk about on the show on a regular basis is investment trends. The fact that 10,000 baby boomers hit retirement every day is a trend. It leaves the world of workplace for the world of living off what they've saved their whole entire life. We as younger investors can take advantage of the fact knowing that the statistics out there. Another trend that I keep talking about again and again and again and again is the video rental stores dead. I used to live on the East Coast and there was a company where you can rent movies called Errol's. And you would go to Errol's on a Thursday or Friday and pick up movies that you might want to watch in the VCR that weekend. I think it was $3 for two nights or something like that. And then you got hit with late fees through the yin-yang. I remember at one point in time before there was a Blockbuster or Hollywood video that Errol's was so popular that they rented out an entire amusement park for just their employees on an employee appreciation day kind of thing. And I remember as a young man going, wow, I wish I had that kind of money. As I got older, I wanted to invest in companies that had that kind of money. Video rental stores dead. Sorry, Blockbuster. Sorry, Errol's. Sorry, Hollywood Video. Many people are turning to the Internet services for their TV whether it be television shows or movies on the weekend. 
Apple's number one in online video. Netflix is number one. Who, 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 let the dog out? Who's number one? Apple said that their videos that they provided iTunes. Companies had 800,000 television episodes, 350,000 movies a day. Stop and do the math on that, where they're getting a cut of that action, and you're like, holy shnikes. Apple's by and large the leader of home video downloads. For television shows, iTunes accounted for 67% of this market in 2012. Microsoft's Xbox video service was a distant second at 14% of the market. For movies, iTunes had a 65% share of the market. Amazon and Microsoft are far behind at 10% each. Another popular method for watching movies and TV online is paying a subscription and streaming as many as you want. Netflix is dominant with a 90% stake. Hulu's number two. Amazon, hardly relevant. Yesterday, we announced Apple was getting into the HBO Go and ESPN app world a little bit late. And that will cannibalize some of their downloaded television and movies. I don't know. I think you see where I'm trying to go with this. Massive gold meltdown today. Massive silver meltdown today. All things considered, it's it's pretty miserable out there, and yet I feel pretty good. I'm going on vacation because I deserve to have some fun. I'm going to slap on some sunscreen. Oil's down two bucks to ninety-four dollars and fifty cents a barrel, down roughly three percent. Gold's down roughly six percent at twelve ninety-three, down eighty bucks an ounce. Ten-year Treasury sits at two point three nine percent. Seems to be on its way to two point five percent. That's way more expensive than a couple months ago at one point six percent. So the refinance boom is going to be panicky. Keep in mind, the Fed's going to keep buying mortgage-backed securities until the end of 2014. Keep in mind, they weren't buying mortgage-backed securities in 2011. 2012, this is all new. Quantitative easing 3 has an end date. Quantitative easing 2 had an end date. Quantitative easing 1 had an end date. And now, for the third time, it looks like every time it's been announced, the market doesn't like it. We want to stand on our own, but we don't want to stand on our own. It is a very weird place we are, in my opinion. There's really not that many stories out there today. Please forgive me. If I were to stretch today I can come up with a little bit more for you Fox Business had a contributor who was being paid $50,000 to boost the stock Fox Business Network is poor man CNBC a guy named Tobin Smith was paid $50,000 to tout stock of Petrosonic Energy that's not allowed by the network 
Petrasonic stock was being touted. So the guy would come on and say, I really like this company. Some people consider buying a stock based on a panelist, based on someone who's on TV, based on the credibility that he's on Fox. I know you're saying, uh, isn't that chick from Alaska on Fox? Yes, I know, but Fox Business had some credibility, and now they have none. They basically had an infomercial inside of programming that he didn't disclose to them. 800-516-1220 to get calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get calls in the air. It's an interesting day on Wall Street. This is a pretty massive, big shift. MakerBot, which is a 3D printing startup company based in Brooklyn, was bought by Stratasys, another 3D printing company, for $403 million. You're going to keep hearing about that trend of 3D printing, where you can say, you know what, I need a tripod. I'll just turn on my printer and make it at home. Fired Groupon CEO Andrew Mason has an album coming out, telling you once again what's wrong with America. Microsoft wanted to buy Nokia, but talks broke down. Mark Zuckerberg went to Korea to meet with Samsung. He asked Samsung to make a Facebook phone. Face Samsung said no. Microsoft's paying hackers up to $150,000 if they find security holes in a Windows 8 or Internet Explorer. You have to be 14 years old. I love that tag! Microsoft will pay you $150,000 if you find security holes... So again, that's a little bit of a press release saying we're pretty darn confident we're not going to have to pay out that money. But at the same point in time, you have to be 14 years old. Best Buy is recalling thousands of MacBook Pro batteries due to a fire risk. Twitter bought a startup company called Spindle, an app that helps you discover places to go in your area. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Teach calls in the air. You can find me at, online at robblack.com. I'm hosting the 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock show today on KDOW, so tune in a little later again to hear more me. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Brad Pitt's zombie thriller, World War Z, hits theaters this weekend. It's a movie that's been in the process for eight years, ever since there was a really good book out. Man has still got a 56% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. World War Z's got a 73% rating. So the film's getting a little bit better word of mouth than a lot of people had thought. There's a fabulous book in 2006 written by Max Brooks. Just great source material to draw from. Similar to the movie Contagion and Children of Men. Critics have raved about everything from the impressive set to the supercharged hordes of zombies. Ending had to be reshot. They had to bring in TV executives to save it. PG-13 rating. 
That's pretty weird. For a zombie movie? Aren't we looking for lots of blood? And now we're going to get a bloodless movie. So when it gets bloody, the camera pulls away. It's impossible to ignore a zombie movie with a PG-13 rating, right? So they went for the less gross out and trying to pace it a little bit better. Not one drop of blood spilled on screen. Trying to appeal to the masses. You're listening to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Let's take a quick look at the market numbers. We've got the S&P 500 down 26, Dow down 232, NASDAQ down 46. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton talking all things financial with me. Annuities, Chad. I am so fortunate that I didn't meet an insurance agent early in my life that wanted to sell me an annuity because they sound great. They're too good to be true sometimes. Uh, let's talk a little annuities. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, this is, you know, I kind of got into the business on that end of it. Grandfather sold annuities and funds at banks for many years. And How did you make money selling annuities? Give us uh, a little it's little it's all commission-based. So... Basically, what happens is um, so annuities came into play, Rob, back when capital gains were up at 27%. Okay. So you could get fixed annuities, and fixed annuities were typically you know one to two percent higher than CDs, and they're tax deferred. So it's a tax deferred way to save money. Um, and so they're great. They were great for older people that wanted to rate higher than CDs, but they wanted to save money. Then variable annuities came into play because it was a way to invest in mutual fund type investments and be able to rebalance and trade your portfolio in a tax-deferred setting, and oftentimes people in retirement were lower in their tax brackets than capital gains brackets were if you invested in stocks. Then we've got, you know, into the basically 90s, 2000s, when capital gains rates started to come down, and the fees inside those products were starting to go so high that they were eating up the tax benefits. Um, you know, and that's about the time in, in, what, about 94 or 5 or so that I started a fee-based financial planning practice. And uh, didn't like the idea. So I love financial planning. I just don't like sales. I don't like commissions involved when it comes to getting the best advice. People need to work with fiduciary. Especially when they could be egregiously high commissions. Yeah. And it took a while for the annuity industry, Rob, to, to catch on. People that have been listening for you and I to year, for years. Um, we've been doing this stuff together for, what, 13 to 15 years or so? Long time. Yeah. Gosh, 15 years, I guess. And we used to just hammer on annuities and how horrible they were. Well, now there's some no-load versions of annuities that are out there that we've talked about before that can be good bond alternatives for people that are, you know, 60 and above, and they're looking to create kind of their own pension plans. But a lot of people, unfortunately, have bought or are stuck in really bad, ugly products, and they don't know what to do about it. That's referred to, I think, what you're referring to as a TV show called Annuity Rescue. Okay, maybe not. (laughs) It'll never become a TV show, but it's dramatic, right? How do you get out of a bad annuity? Well, you have you have options. Um, first of all, uh, if it's in an IRA, you're free to do whatever you want. If okay. your annuity is an IRA, you can transfer it back into a no-load fund company, back into a brokerage account um, without any taxes involved. You just do an IRA transfer. However, you have to look at the contract and say, do I have surrender charges? Because if you are working with a commission-based person, 
you have to say, do I have surrender charges, and what am I giving up if I give out of, get out of it? In other words, if you bought an annuity at the market high and you have this really high death benefit and a really low value, and you don't really want the money, it's going to go to your heirs, well, then you might not want to give up that death benefit. But if you do, and you realize that, gosh, this annuity, I bought it from a commission-based person, it's 3% or more in internal fees that I didn't know about when I bought it because I didn't read the prospectus, well, then, if it's an IRA, transfer it into a no-load fund company or a brokerage account and reinvest it in better products. Um, if it's a non-qualified, it's not an IRA, you can still transfer it into a better annuity by way of what's called a 1031 exchange, where you can, uh, or I'm sorry, a 1035 exchange. 1031 is for real estate. 1035 exchange is for annuities. And that's where you can go take your existing ugly annuity, do a tax-free exchange into something that's better. Um, so if you're retired and you need income, maybe it's a no-load annuity that has a lifetime guaranteed income benefit where there's a couple out there that have their no-load. You can come and go as you wish, but they'll, depending on your age, give you 5% or more um, income for life no matter what the market does. If the market does better, your income can go up. If the market does worse, the income can go down. I'm not going to give out names. It name. cannot go down. I'm not going to give out names. There's a guy on PBS who recommends refinancing your mortgage and dumping it into an annuity. See, those people should go in jail. That's why. That's how the reverse. He's on, wait, wait. He's on PBS. Uh, he should go to jail. I know. <laughs> the um, there's also an advisor um, uh, that actually is very, very wise with IRA rules that t- tells people to pull money out of their IRA and buy life insurance. Um, there's always a catch somewhere. You got to say, how is this person making money? And so the advice that they're giving, where's the financial interest? Anyways, a lot but, of people don't know that PBS is paid for in commercial. It's basically infomercials. You come to them with money, and they decide to put you on or not. Which is why people get ticked off that they get government sponsorship a lot of times, right? Yep. So, um, anyways, getting back to the annuity, yeah, you have to say, okay, I, I'm not sure what to do. I know this annuity product is bad. I'm not sure what to do about it. So that makes make sure that when you're trying to figure out what to do about it, you're going to either a fee-based or an hourly-based advisor so that they can give you some good advice in terms of what to do. There's fixed annuities, there's index annuities, and there's variable annuities. Ninety-eight percent of them are horrible, but there are a couple good ones out there. At CFP Chad Burton, you can talk to him, you can find him, you can work with him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Market's going to have another hundred-point day today, eighth in a row. This is some volatility picking up, tied towards old man Ben Bernanke, Fed Reserve Chairman saying that he's going to wind down, slow down the speed of buying asset purchases. Expect a big move lower if the market doesn't hold these levels. About 1598 is the technical level on the S&P 500. If it breaks it, it's going to go a little bit lower. That's okay if it does. It'll be a very good short-term buy point. Dow hasn't had back-to-back 200-point down days since November 1st of 2011. So what happened on November 2nd, 2011, and November 3rd, 2011? So the Dow had 200-point down days, October 31st, November 1st, 2011. And then on the second and third of the month, following the preceding 400-point drop, that was up 178, 
and up 208. Am I calling for that again? No. Energy, industrials, materials underperforming as commodities are going to hit hard today. I like a down market. A lot easier for me to succeed in down market. SP 500 is down 24. So it's 16.04. We want to see it hold 15.98 if you're into technicals. Home resales rose to three and a half year highs. Prices jumped. The move in the 10-year Treasury today and yesterday, up almost 6% yesterday, up almost 3% today, it's going to hurt mortgage rates. Oil's lower, gold's lower, silver's lower, commodities across the board are lower. There's some safety in the agricultural, but not much. Some of the news that we're looking out there today... Is gold's broken in the 1300. Soprano star, Tony Soprano, James Gandolfini, dead, age 51. That's a little bit young to be dead, but then again, you look at him and you're like, eh, I kind of see it coming. There's a new concept in the world of movies super tickets. After years of bickering over how soon after a theatrical release a movie can be piped into a home, major studios and theater owners are experimenting with a new way to promote home entertainment sales. Super tickets. One of the benefits you'll get is an early digital download of the movie. All the major players are jumping in. Warner, Paramount, Sony, Universal. Combines an admission ticket with a pre-order of a digital copy. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Rob Black has a financial interest. Index down 25 points, a drop of 1.6%. S&P now at 16.04. Dow Industrials down 227 points, a decline of one and a half. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Meltdown, meltdown, meltdown. Gold and silver are getting pummeled today. Gold's down over 5% today. Lowest level in two years. Apparently, everyone woke up and discovered it's just a yellow metal. The silver metal, not doing well at all, as well. As Quartz highlighted recently, there's a big survey out there. Only 16% of companies offer sports teams now, down from 25% in 2009. On-site nap rooms, gone. On-site haircuts, rare. Pets at work, 3%. Take your kids to work days, down 10% since 2009. Take your parent to work days, even less popular. Only 1% of employers offer it. Corporate America I love. If we're not growing revenues, we're cutting down perks. That's right, Jack. Temporary relocation benefits have declined 13%, 12% fewer employees. 
have companies purchasing tickets to sporting events. Floating holidays or pre-approved paid days off are down 7%. Coverage for long-term care is down 8%. So who's going to take care of you? Your company's not going to. Your company will reward you for taking care of yourself. If you help them save on medical expenses, they'll reward you. So get into shape. Maybe your boss will reward you with a bonus. Insurance premium discounts for participating in wellness programs are up 9% and up 11% for getting an annual checkup. Coverage of contraceptive care is up 12% after a recent court decision. But it's also up for mental health, laser vision, and acupuncture. Which, for the record, two things I don't believe in. Chiropractors. I call them Dr. Crackybacks. Yes, I believe in better posture. Yes, I believe in strengthening your back. No, I don't believe that you can pop a bone out of place and expect to get benefit from it. You have to do physical therapy to improve your health of the back. And I also don't believe in an acupuncturist. Sorry. I believe in Bigfoot. Weird, right? I'd probably believe in vampires quicker than I would believe in annuities. Are you crazy? I'm not crazy, Mr. T. In no way, shape, or form am I. I once saw Bigfoot. I was on a beach on the East Coast, and this dude was so frickin' frackin' hairy. It scared me. I saw Sasquatch. It's pretty much my favorite animal. Thanks. Totally agree with you. What are you going to do today? Anything I want. On the personal financial side, 14% of companies offer Roth 401ks. And more are offering both retirement and individual investment advice. Crazy, right? So, this whole Brazil thing... I know you're saying, you're you're transitioning from Sasquatch to Brazil. I am. Brazil played Mexico in the Confederations Cup. Brazil kicked their hiney. For some reason, I like to see LeBron James lose. I don't know why. And also, I like to see Mexican soccer lose. Probably because I grew up playing soccer. American soccer. European football. So yesterday in Brazil, police clashed with protesters outside the stadium. They're freaked out. Their education system is is in ruins. They're bringing in the Olympics. They're bringing in the World Cup. Citizens are taxed through the yin-yang, which is actually a medical term. Let's check out your health of your yin-yang. This won't hurt much. But Brazil playing a soccer match in Brazil. And the music, you know, when we play our American anthem, you hear this, and it's this horrible version from like the 1950s. Brazil has their own national anthem. I know you're saying, I thought we had Canada's national anthem better than the American national anthem. If I knew Spanish, I'd tell you Brazil's national anthem is better than ours. But I don't know Spanish, but a universal language is spoken. When you get that, like, uh, how shall we say, chill 
up your spine. So in Brazil, they speak Portuguese, and they sing Portuguese. And yesterday during their national anthem, some bright-eyed, ponytailed person got a great idea. Let's cut the national anthem bad music off halfway through our national anthem. And give the Brazilians credit. 60,000 strong, all sang in unison the national anthem. Chill-inducing. So if you get a chance to go YouTube, Brazil national anthem, 60,000 soccer fans, it'll give you chills. Brazil's in the middle of saying, you know what, we're tired of higher taxes. You know what, we're tired of, of a poor education system. We're tired of hosting events that are superficial. I love that. So part of me is like, you know, Brazil, Russia, India, and China investments, brick. Part of it is like, it's not really working right now in China. China's seeing some bad problems with debt. Brazil's seeing some bad problems with people being upset. Russia's got massive corruption. Their Winter Olympics in Sochi, which are built on a swamp, seeing hot weather. But they're also seeing already $50 billion spent on something that to build that infrastructure should be no more than $12 billion. Massive corruption. Can you still invest in Brazil, Russia, and China? You can, but it's going to be volatile. It's going to be bumpy. You're going to lose money some years. Paper money, that is. Anyhow, anyway. I like India out of them all the most. Stable. It's Rob Black and Your Money. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. Joe Anderson's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you. At 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. It's a commodity massacre. It's a currency massacre. It's an interest rate bloodbath. Things are getting destroyed out there. All because little Ben Bernanke said he's going to end a program that we knew was going to end. Government bond markets around the world are burning today. The sell-off is worldwide. It's chaos. Because the Federal Reserve is tapering its monetary stimulus. The Greek 10-year yields up 56 basis points to 10.45%. The Portuguese 10-year yields up 33 basis points to 6.3%. Spanish 10-year yields up 30 basis points to 4.8%. Italian 10-year yields up 27 basis points to 4.52. Safe havens, Germany, uh-uh, up 9 basis points to 1.65. France, who makes France rise, 10-year treasuries up 12 basis points. The Swiss, the Swedish... The story is the same everywhere. The emerging markets. 
Indonesia, Russia, Turkey, Mexico, Brazil, all basically seen pandemonium. The cost of money is going higher. Why is the cost of money going higher? Good question, you might ask. Fed decided to taper its quantitative easing. This is a big story. You know, concern about Brazil's economy have been mounted and stocks took a hit when Fed Chairman Ben Bernanke said the Fed could begin tapering. So when you talk things along those lines, you can see like why the real got crushed. Even though they're lowering the public transport fares in response to the protests. So countries that have like a headline risk now are finding an interest rate risk. The dollar is getting stronger. Commodities are getting murdered. And when I say murder, I'm not selling you something lightly. I'm telling you, they're getting murdered. I've not seen this bad of a segment of the market in a long time. Nothing is working. Oh, that felt good. Okay, okay, okay. My my plea to you is please stop taking papers and magazines into the men's restroom. Do it at home? Fine. Stop doing it at places of business. Wall Street sliding today after the Fed stimulus wind-down outline. By the end of 2014, the Fed wants to get out of the business of buying $80 billion a month of, of debt. Half of which is spent on mortgage debt, half of which is spent on, on treasuries. Ben Bernanke's power... Maybe he was a little pissed at uh, Obama saying, you know, he stayed longer than he was welcome. Commentary. Or maybe he's just trying to tell the market, look, I'm going to give you cheap money, at least until 2015. I'm just not going to be buying cheap debt. Interesting. Right? Home resales rose to a three and a half year high. One of the biggest losers right now is real estate. I own real estate. And seeing the interest rates move higher kills me. Because I know that for the size of my home and the location, I could easily, easily rent it for X amount of dollars. But it can go up in value when interest rates are lower. So I win because I now have a great rental because I got locked in at low interest rates. I lose because the value of selling in the short term is diminished with higher interest rates. Oh. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls in the air. Anything that you need to talk about, we could talk about. Are you sad? People woke up this morning and looked at gold and said, huh, it's nice and yellow. Don't need to own it. 
Gold's down $73 an ounce, $1,300 an ounce. Sitting right there on that line of technical support. I think gold's got downside to 1200 At that point in time, I'm going to like gold. I know you're saying, that's weird. Look, I tend not to like toothless women. But if all pretty women with 32 teeth were to be eradicated by some sort of like super secret weapon by the CIA, I'd like toothless women. There's a point where something that's unattractive becomes attractive. And there's also a point where something attractive becomes unattractive. That's how Wall Street works. Oil's down $2 a barrel. The NASDAQ's down 53. The Dow's down 242. Ding, 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 ding. And the S&P 500 down 26. I'm mocking my producer now, and it's great and wonderful. But did I mention that home resales rose to a three-and-a-half-year high and prices jumped? The housing recovery is gaining strength just as interest rates start to mark themselves up. Oh, jobless claims rose above expectations. The Fed's not going to do anything, but can we please just let them in quantitative easing so we can stop talking about it? I wrote in my newsletter a couple months ago that GameStop was a buying opportunity. Because GameStop sells video games, and one of the things that they do is they resell video games. And there's a huge, huge amount of money to be made there. So Xbox One comes out by Microsoft, and they say, we are not going to allow you to play other people's video games, and we are not going to allow you... You have to be friends with someone for at least 30 days before you give them digital rights to play your video game. It's very restrictive. You have to have an internet connection to play video games. And GameStop stock went from 40 bucks a share to 32 and That's when I wrote the newsletter. It's a trading opportunity. It's up 5.4%. I told you it was a trading opportunity because Microsoft can't possibly stick to those stringent scenarios. Do they want to? Hell yeah, they do. They'd make more money. If you had to buy a new copy of a video game every time you wanted to play it. Like, I'm so far behind in my video games, I could buy last year's for 10 bucks and be thoroughly happy. Anyway, so GameStop back up to $40 a share as Microsoft wisely reneged on restrictions. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Here comes S&P 500-1600, NASDAQ testing its 50-day. Seems like it's, we've been open for hours. Pretty much so everything in Europe down 3% across the board. Apple kind of flat. It's kind of a counter market kind of play these days. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, 
Back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. One thing that I'm glad I didn't buy, 3D television. Yes, I will admit, when they came out, and I found myself needing a hard drive, I scurried over to Best Buy and looked at 3D TVs. But the whole concept of wearing glasses was a little bit too awkward for me. Like, dude, come over to my house and let's watch the football game on ESPN 3D. And, like, here, put these funny glasses on. Do you need a beer? Uh, awkward. It just killed the social concept of information. Now, second screen experiences are huge right now. So, having your cell phone or tablet while you're watching a television show and getting facts or, you know, backstory, it's starting to pick up. I get that. You know, do you ever get home and you're like, go away, spouse, go away, kids. You just want to watch TV by yourself, but you want your phone there, too. Anyhow, and anyway, um, rough day on the market. Everything's getting crushed. I like days like this. It's clearly an oversold market and a very sensitive market. You ever have that relationship with your spouse where you're, like, trying to say something that's like, you know, maybe you shouldn't buy so much plastic toys. The kids don't really need them. Same thing with Wall Street right now. You can't win. S&P 500 is down 27. Dow down 235 whoppers. S&P 500 is trying to hold 1,600. NASDAQ down 55. 10-year Treasury sits up 2.39%, up 3.8% for the day. Gold down 75 bucks per day, under 1300 Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Chad Burton is a financial planner with New Focus Financial. Coming in today to talk a little bit about long-term care insurance. Let's start with what is long-term care? Well, long-term care insurance, and, and for the record, I don't sell long-term care insurance. Okay, that's good. You know, fee-based financial planning, but I'm a huge believer in it. I started in this business at a pretty young age with my grandfather, who had a lot of older clients. Right. And about two years into the business, it seemed like the phone was ringing almost every week. I'd get a call from a husband or a wife saying, they've gone into a nursing home, they've got Alzheimer's, uh, you know, how am I going to pay for this? It's, back then was even three or $4,000 a month. Now you're approaching five or six. In the Bay Area, you can see nursing home costs as high as 10 for a, a month for right. skilled nursing facility. Which, do the math, that's $100,000 a year. Yeah, hundred twenty. So the average person, once they go into a nursing home, first of all, once you hit about 70, there's about a 60% chance you're going in. Okay. And the average stay is three years. So that includes the people that go in for 10 years with dementia and just, you know, and that's the, that's the killer of the portfolio. Yeah. And then there's those that go in for six months and have a stroke and die or, or you know, whatever. It's, it's the average stay in America is about three years. And Medicare doesn't cover it. If you, if you go through the right steps and you end up in a hospital for three days and within 30 days, there's all these rules to get any kind of a, a short-term coverage from Medicare. So that long-term, it's up to you. Okay. you either, you're either going to – you've got a couple of options. You can either pay for yourself. That means you've saved more than enough for retirement. 
So the person that that's able to self-insure is those people that are 65, and they're able to live off of you know maybe two to three percent of their portfolio, and that's more than enough. Right. They can probably self-insure. There's middle America, which they're retiring and they're having to live off of four or five percent of their portfolio at 65. They need the long-term care insurance the most. And then there's those that haven't saved enough. They're going to go on Medicare or Medicaid rather, and it's called Medi-Cal in California, which means to get that coverage, not only it's typically not the kind of care you'd really want for yourself or your parents, but you've got to spend down to 2000 bucks, and only a certain amount of your home is now protected as an asset as well. So the, the biggest thing about long-term care insurance is it actually helps you stay out of a nursing home. If you have an event, you, have, you lose the five activities of daily living, let's right. say it's dressing or eating or continence, whatever, They'll pay for somebody to come to your house and take care of you. It helps you stay in your home. Right. And tell me a nursing home that you've like that you've been in, and you oh great food, great people. This is where I want to be in retirement. No, yeah. I'd rather have a wheelchair ramp built at my house so I can stay there. And right? the, the, the parent that you put in that old folks' home, they're not happy and they're they're, they're bitter and they're pissed about it. So it's a lose lose scenario. So long term care, just so people know, my grandmother she had Alzheimer's disease for five years and it was horrific watching mm-hmm. her die. Uh, did you know, like, if you don't get out of bed, like, your foot, your bones become so frail, they just collapse? Mm-hmm. Your yeah. arms start to curl up towards your heart because that's just age. Like, you just sit in there waiting to die. Bed sores and everything else. It's ugh. My mother's had a couple strokes, and she's ha- been in um, long-term care three times in the last five years. So it, this is a real issue. For me, I don't know, because I'm, I'm going to live forever, Chad. You know, it's that's the, that's the, the problem. people that need it. You know, if you've got fam- you go. more family history of people just having a massive cholesterol issues and they have a heart attack and die, right? Versus, if I get a client and they have both parents went in with dementia or Alzheimer's, right? Um, even the wealthy ones that can do the the one to two percent of income and and be completely fine. Yeah. What happens is is they get to that point in time and somebody else, like a kid, is making the decision for them on care, right? And the kid's worried about their inheritance. They're thinking, oh, dad's got Alzheimer's. He doesn't even know where he's at. I'm going to put him in this house where he's sharing a room with somebody else so I can inherit more money. So even wealthy people might want to look at long-term care insurance to take the financial piece of the health care decision yeah. out of the mix. It's really an estate planning piece as well. And you can write that type of instruction into your trusts. So, With, that, with that said, do poor people need to buy long-term care? Um, you know, it... You know what I mean. Poor people can't afford it. I mean, it's yeah. it's kind of one of those things where you're where you're looking at costs of two hundred and fifty dollars a month and up. Yeah. If you buy the stuff, it's you know early. Okay. It's more if you buy it later in life. Four to five thousand a month. Oh yeah, if you're seventy five or eighty. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it gets to the point. You know, you've got to get it purchased typically by sixty five, sixty six. So in the get to, you don't need you don't need long term care insurance. <laughs> Poor people don't need it because the poor they can't people afford are it. too old. You can't afford it. It's it's your your risk is too high. You haven't paid in the pool long enough, and don't think that it might. You know, most of the time when you're going to buy long-term care insurance, um, the agents say, well, rates aren't likely to go up, but really they are. Because okay. an insurance company, the only way they can raise rates is that they can go to the state and say, look, we've had higher than expected claims. We need to raise the rates, and the state will let them do that. So that could happen as well. Talking to retirement issues and more with certified financial planner Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Stocks tumble. Bonds tumble. Gold slides, silver slides. Currencies getting crushed, dollar stronger. Index of leading indicators in the U.S. rises less than forecast. Maybe the Fed was too early. Jobless claims in the U.S. climbed more than forecast last week. Maybe the Fed was too early. I don't think so. I think it was a smart thing to say that they're going to start tapering and finish it by 2014. 
Demon Known is better than Demon Unknown. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Quantitative easing 4, is it coming? If things stay soft, it will. It's Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Listen to me, Rob Black. The show is Rob Black and your money. Talking all things financial. Money investing in more. Stocks are getting slammed. Bonds are getting crushed. Small cap Russell 2000, which quietly made an all-time new high yesterday. It's right back to its 50-day moving average. I think we have it bad here today. The SP 500 is trying to support 1600. It's at 1601 right now. Dow's playing at 14,886 down 225. There's carnage outside the United States. Other than the dollar, pretty much all asset classes have been getting hit hard since midday yesterday. And it's carnage. If you look at the trading range of the 30 largest country ETFs, 25 of 30 are in oversold territory right now, and 19 of them are extreme levels, i.e. below the 50-day moving average. All 30 are below their 50 days. Australia, year-to-date, down 9%. Brazil, down 22%. Canada, down 5%. Chile, down 18%. China, down 19%. France is up 2%, Germany is up 3%. But after that, South Africa, Singapore, Russia, Philippines, Mexico, all lower. Japan, Malaysia, up. Sweden, up. Switzerland, up. But some of these countries are just getting murdered as far as their markets go. So... It feels like we've been investing in the stock market forever today. It's one of those days where nothing is working. Everything in your portfolio, like if you go look at your 401k, you're like, honey, I don't think we can go on vacation this summer. Because you're going to feel, you're going to pity the fool. And you're the fool for looking at it. I look at my 401k quarterly. I don't look at it daily. I'm not that much of a fool. I'm a pretty big fool for love. I'm a pretty big fool for opportunity. Okay. So let's talk about what you should be doing now. You should be looking at your portfolio, knowing that jobs are going to increase in the United States. At least that's what the Fed expects. Instead of overweighting utilities and telecom, you should be overweighting banks. This is the best news possible for banks. 
short-term interest rates staying steady. Long-term interest rates starting to expand. That's how they make money. That spread. I think you should look at tech companies. I think you should look at consumer discretionary categories. I think you should look at energy. Energy is a bit of a conundrum right now because, yeah, we know the world's slowing down. Yeah, we know energy complex makes a lot of money. I would not look at gold until it hits 1200 Stocks that I would look at, that I like, railroads. I'm not a big fan of airlines, although if I were, I'd look at the, the shareholder-friendly companies like Alaska Airlines. I think car companies are a play here. I think home builders are a good play here. Consumer broker advisor prefer to get any action on any stocks I mentioned. Of course. Oh, Uncle Junior once said to Tony, not long after trying to have his nephew killed, things could have gone the other way, my little nephew. Lucky today, not so lucky tomorrow. Turnabout can happen at any point in time. You can learn investment lessons from the Sopranos. Tony once said to his son, buy land, AJ, because God ain't making more of it. Real estate may be looking a little less enticing with the Federal Reserve signaling the end of ultra-low interest rates. But this may be your opportunity to finally get in. Maybe you don't have to overbid now. Tony Sprano once said, it's good to be in something from the ground floor. I came too late for that. But lately I'm getting the feeling I came at the end. The best is over. I.e., buy low, sell high. It's a no-brainer. Remember when it's the lowest form of conversation, Tony Soprano once said? Remember when? Remember when I was young? Remember when I was beautiful? Remember when the stock market was at its highest? Past performance, no guarantee of future results. Humility is not a bad trait in the investment world. Maybe there's something for you to take out of the Sopranos. There's a guy named James Paulson who made a ton of money in gold many, 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 many years ago, and he's lost billions because he goes, remember when he's he's thinking too much on himself. So James Gandolfini dead. I'm a little bit sad by that. Oh, the language on you. You blow your father with that mouth? I miss his loyal bodyguard, Furio. A wrong decision is better than an indecision. I agree with that statement that Tony once said. When you really don't know what to do, sit on the fence. That money's got to go somewhere. A wrong decision's better than no decision or indecision. Right now, I see opportunity. I'm not going to say... I'm just going to stay status quo. I've been telling you for a couple months now, the Fed is ending ultra-cheap money. I've put it in writing. I've put it in my newsletter, which is free. You can sign up for it at robblack.com. You have to have a plan. 
If you don't, you're hurting yourself. Okay, a couple other things to talk about. I've got a website, robblack.com, or robblack.com. I'm going to be updating it soon. I sent out another batch of edits yesterday. Hopefully you'll jump in and play along with me. I've got a YouTube channel, Rob Black Show, Twitter channel, Twitter feed, Rob Black Show. One of my favorite companies to follow is a company called Bespoke. Um, Bespoke, I think, does a nice job. I find Twitter a lot more relevant than Facebook. I'm tired of Facebook. I learn more from my Twitter feed than I do from my Facebook feed. I find the presence of ads on Facebook now is getting ridiculous. Less is more. I'm on a mission to simplify my life. I don't need to complicate it. I want to limit the number of things that compete for my attention. Facebook's out of my life. The cost of living the time. You've got to get back into your side. I think Facebook brings out the worst in people. A lot of people spew off half-baked punditry. Look, I hate both Republicans and Democrats. On my Facebook page, someone was, Rob, I'm aghast that you said you're not worried about the spinning of our government and Obama going to Africa and costing us billions of dollars. Okay, so you, you kick out your half-baked punditry. I don't like Republicans or Democrats. Don't. Don't tie me to it, because the post goes, if it was George Bush, no one would have said a thing about it. I don't like either one of them. I, I agree, spending is out of control on the government levels of, of just leaving the White House is expensive. I can't do anything about it. I find that Facebook's all about photo sharing, and I find there's better things out there to get your photos out including Instagram. Most of my Facebook friends aren't really my Facebook friends. There's people that I, I liked or I befriended for no reason. Maybe she was hot. Maybe he was someone I used to work with. And I don't really want to offend him. Hey, Mike, that's the boy. What boy is that, Tom? The one you sleep with. Oh, that was a bit odd. Facebook sucks time out of my life. I'll look up an ex. Guilty. See if she accidentally left privacy settings so that I could see everything about her. Who's she dating? Where's she vacationing? Um, it just sucks time out of my life. Yeah, I'll, I'll miss the ability of Facebook to connect me with the right person at the right time. But I don't. I've given up my personal account. All I have now is the my tech, my business accounts. I suggest more people follow me. An ex NBA dancer is ditching a fashion startup, and instead she's launching an online education startup. What I love about that story is it tells you how easy it is to be in business in the same age. Kim Taylor, she was one of the stars of startups. Meeting with investors. Hey, this is Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Don't be shy. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220.
I'll be sitting in for CFP Chad Burton on his new Focus on Wealth show every day from 1 to 2. I'll be sitting in for him for the rest of the week. So tune in later today to hear how the markets ended up. I'm Rob Black. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in. Talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Don't be shy. It's the one thing i got to push you hard on. The world is in correction mode. The world is in America's ultra-cheap money is ending mode. And let me tell you something. This is spectacular to look at. This is shock and awe. Dow plunges 200. The Federal Reserve said, we're going to cut down our purchasing of debt. We're not going to raise interest rates anytime soon. And the market is adjusting for that. They must have some kind of confidence in the back half of this year to come out on record and say that. Or maybe they're just wrong. It's now the time to buy gold prices. You know Stallone wrote and directed this movie? Stunning. Academy Award nominated. SP 500 is down 24. Will we rally? Not likely today. The Dow down 200. Will it rally? Not likely today. The NASDAQ has been beaten down. It's been pulverized down 51 points. Oil's lower, gold's lower, silver's lower. And yet, strangely, I'm in a pretty good mood. The most closely watched Fed meeting ever. And I'm not one to, I'm not one to ex- exaggerate. If I've told myself once, I've told myself a million times, don't exaggerate. But the cl- most closely watched Fed meeting ever. Ben Bernanke sounded hawkish. He's unequivocally dovish. His actions are dovish, and yet he comes out, and you honestly would have thought he was all that in a bucket of chicken. In his press conference, Mr. Bernanke said it would be appropriate to moderate the pace of purchases later this year if incoming data supported the Fed's projections for continued improvement in the economy. He said it was possible... For the program to come to an end by the end of middle 2014, if substantial improvement in the labor market has been achieved. He held out that a 7% unemployment rate is a consensus view within the Fed meeting for what is meant to be a substantial improvement. The Fed chairman didn't do the best job communicating this point initially in his press conference and was understandably pressed by the press for clarification. 
He tried to clarify things. It was I watched the press conference, and it was awkward. Mr. Bernanke fell back on the position that all decisions will be simply data-dependent. So he didn't really say anything other than if. And you know what I like to say, right? If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, oh, what a party would have. So if jobs continue to improve, and if unemployment falls to 7%, then he's going to cut down on buying debt. Um, thanks, dude. Thank you so much. But Wall Street's not seeing it that way. The spike in short-term interest rates are hurting high-yielding sectors. Utilities getting murdered. Telecom getting murdered. Consumer staples getting murdered. It's interesting to note. The selling that occurred yesterday and today wiped out basically the 1.5% gains that we had in the first two sessions leading up to Wednesday's decision. And now it's taken a little bit more off the haircut. Yes, I've had bad haircuts, and you've had two. It grows back. This, too, shall grow back. I said earlier in the week that the Fed chairman had the capability of basically calming down things. I like the fact that he was saying, you know, Reitz, don't get too crazy with your dual strategy of of pulling income from low rates because they're going to end at some point in time. I think he's doing a really good job. I think he's one of the smarter bankers on the planet. You know, is it advisable being neutral right now? Absolutely. I don't want you to be greedy or fearful. This is a moment of transition. We're losing the artificial policy support structure. And trust me, it is such a good thing to have. And it's it's like sugar water. Yum, yum, yum. Give me more artificial stimulus. Give me more artificial structure. I know, I'm creeping you out probably, right? We feasted on it. And that's all I got for you today. So everyone, make sure you turn off the lights, close the doors. Don't forget to listen to me today from 1 to 2, from 1 to 2, as I strangely will talk about an ex-NBA dancer and how she's meeting with investors. Oh. Anyway, no tears for me, right? No tears for you. Do a little soul searching. Figure out these markets. Be comfortable with them. Chipotle is the first restaurant chain to admit it has genetically modified organisms in half their dishes. How's that make you feel? Where's the beef? Where is the beef? I don't know if you've been paying attention, but Wendy's changed their, their menu aggressively. Beef prices are incredibly high. Fast food chains need to sell more chicken this year. I don't have anything else for you. 800-516-1220. To get your calls in the air if you want to wait till 1 o'clock. I'll answer them from 1 to 2 today. If you want to wait 22, 20, 22 hours, I'll be back. You can always find me on Rob, at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be considered.